There's, there's lots of opportunity for this in terms of the basic concept. It, it can be similar to having like your own app, right? Like that's literally part of the scenario and the framework that OpenAI is thinking through this as a concept is that they're seeing people build and develop these GBTs almost as if they're apps of the app store, right? The GBT store is like the AI equivalent of the Apple app store or the Google play store, right? Where you can actually get these specific use cases of this larger AI power at your disposal. And so, yeah, those are kind of some of the foundational ideas about them. Any, in terms of just conceptually, anything there that you feel like I should dive into further or that you, you feel is confusing or maybe unclear? Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about creating AI assistance with GPTs. So we're going to be diving into that, giving people all the context that they need in order to have success, understand how to use these things and get into action, leveraging them for success. Hopefully on today's episode, again, back with us, we have Charlie Madison, founder, developer, realtor, amazing Christmas holiday shirt, sweater wearing Madison. Ho, ho, ho. That roll tab. <laughs> Indeed. Welcome back, Charlie. What do you think about this topic today about creating AI assistance with chat GPT and GPTs? GPTs. It sounds like something I might need a penicillin shot for. Is that true? You know, it depends on if you are allergic, they might have to give you an alternative if you can't deal with the psilocybin. Yeah. No, what I like about this is I've played around with the GPTs and I've asked you questions about it and I love kind of the promise and the ability. And so you've dove into it and have kept me from some pain and, you know, I haven't dove further into it probably because right. I, I guess I was waiting for this episode. So this may help <laughs> me on my next step. But I'd love for you to kind of share, like, what are the benefits of a really good GP? Yeah. So, and that's the key here. So the ideal outcome from this is that you're able to leverage some of that promise of AI to get a little bit further than we had been able to get before, right? So before GBTs, you know, we had a really great tool with ChatGBT or GBT4, that model from OpenAI, or even some of the other uh, models from Claude and all the other things that people may or may not have played with already. But you sort of had to know what you were doing maybe a little bit more in order to get a good result. And so this is hopefully going to help sort of steer the tool in more of a specific direction for us rather than kind of having everything open to it. It lets us be a little bit more specific with our end results. So in terms of what we want to cover, what I'm going to dive into, I'm going to talk about, give people the context, what these things are. Uh, a little bit about why it matters and, and why it matters to talk about it specifically. And then we'll dive into how to actually, you know, how to leverage them, how to think about this, how to put them to work. How's that sound? Let's do it. Perfect. So in terms of the context, so when we're talking about GPTs, I actually, I forget right now what GPT stands for. It's like general something Transform. transformer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, transformer is the last word. I don't remember what the GPT part stands for. I can look it up, but again, it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. In terms of what we're talking about this, what we're talking about is we're talking about an instance of chat GPT that's essentially not exactly fine-tuned, but it's specified to be a specific thing, right? Where if ChatGBT is designed to be kind of this overall assistant that's designed to help you with tasks and it's kind of got everything available, 
these GBTs are like, you tell it, no, I don't want you to be a general assistant. I want you to be very specifically focused on this. I want you to talk it this way. I want you to think about things this way, right? Like you're sort of specifying and narrowing the scope so that it's better at doing that job, hopefully. That's the idea here. It's that same sort of interface of like chatting with ChatGBT, but instead of being sort of generally good at a lot of things, you're telling it, no, I want you to be an expert at this thing. Does that make sense? And if you followed some of our other episodes, you may realize that idea is actually part of what we deploy in our mega prompt framework of saying that when you want to get a good result from a prompt, the first thing that you start with is you start with that persona and you say, who do I want you to act as? Because that ultimately gets you a better result in the answers that you get. So Part of what you should be thinking about for this is that it's like having that persona part of your prompt sort of built in, right? Where you're you're telling it right from the get-go how you want it to act in order to get to that better end result. So this as a feature is currently only available to those who are paying for ChatGBT+. It's really easy to work with and play with in there. There's a little context window up toward the top where you can go into the GBTs and start a new one. And then the way that you set them up is you sort of have a conversation with this GBT builder and it starts putting it together for you, suggesting a name, starting to build out the descriptions for you. You could either sort of use that chat-based interface to you know, to build it out and have it do most of the work for you. And it does a pretty good job. Or you could go in and you could sort of manually fiddle with the settings. Either, like, I find myself needing to do both. But they're fairly easy to get started and play with. And then you can actually publish these things, right? So you could publish them. You could make them available either, you know, just privately for your own account. You could publish them and make them so that anybody with the link can use it. Or you could even publish it fully publicly where anybody could access it through you know, this GPT store and people can use it, can play with them themselves and and use them within their own account. So there's kind of a lot of variety here in terms of how you can actually deploy these. But, and that's really where part of the opportunity here is that at a baseline level, you could set up these GBTs to be useful for you, right? You could set them up to be useful to accomplish things that you're doing day in, day out in more of that specific way, right? Or for those of us that have people that we're looking to equip, people on our team, people, agents maybe that are part of our team, it, this could be ways that we put effort in on the front end in order to create a system that helps equip people on our team to do something that we've already pre-thought through, right? right. So whereas in the past, we might've had to develop prompts to help people, right? We're going to start to be able to leverage GBTs to maybe take care of some of that legwork, make that a little bit easier. Right. So that's part of where we're looking at doing this. And further, if you do this right, shoot, GBTs might even be part of the way that you help to recruit. Right. It could be part of the way that you say, hey, this is a tool that I've built out. When you come to our team, this is one of the tools that we give you access to where we're continually training this thing and making it better and making your life easier as well. Right. So there's there's lots of opportunity for this in terms of the basic concept. It, it can be similar to having like your own app. Right. Like that's literally part of the the scenario and the framework that OpenAI is thinking through this as a concept is that they're seeing people build and develop these GBTs almost as if they're apps of the App Store. Right. The GBT store is like the AI equivalent of the Apple App Store, or the Google Play Store. Right. Where you can actually get these specific use cases of this larger AI power at your disposal. And so, yeah, those are kind of some of the foundational ideas about them. Any, In terms of just conceptually, anything there that you feel like I should dive into further or that you you feel is confusing or maybe unclear? Yeah, on, I'd love to share kind of what I heard these. and some questions. Yeah. And so sure. kind of, I almost think of this, it's almost like taking, like if I just go into chat GPT, 
I can give it a super right. prompt. I can upload documents to it. It's got a shorter memory. Whereas with these GPTs, right. it's almost like putting the bumpers on a bowling alley. Like I've got like my vertical right. now and I can give it a bunch of right. content. So, you know, if I've got, let's use Keller Williams, 3030 Ignite. I could upload right. all of Ignite. I could maybe upload the teacher workbooks. I could upload maybe right. some teachings we've had in the past. And right. so now that all of this is in my Ignite GPTs, now instead right. of me telling the people, hey, go into ChatGPT, upload these documents and create a prompt, they can kind mm -hmm. of use any prompt they want because we've already loaded the content in that way they can just use the prompt and say, tell me which one talks about FISBOs. Is that right. a good description? Yeah, potentially. So there, there's a couple of different use cases and we'll dive into how I would think through right sizing, you know, what you expect from the GPTs. But yeah, at a basic level, it, it is. There's a combination of thing, giving ChatGPT some superpowers. Part of it is about really focusing its powers into one way. And so, yeah, there's, there's a blend of ideas that definitely lets me know kind of what to cover here. So in terms of why I think this is important to talk about is there is potentially a little bit of confusion on what you just said that I think is worth addressing in terms of what can we reasonably expect right now versus what's on the horizon. So what, what people are seeing when they're looking at these GPTs is they're starting to think about them as if they can become like a fully trained assistant that understands these things completely. And unfortunately, the reality right now is that these GPTs are able to be made really effective in the narrow vein. So if you think about what it is that this thing does, needs to be somewhat of a narrow field, a narrow view in order to really be able to do it well and do it consistently. And so... You know, there, there's a lot of opportunity in, in building something that becomes a lot easier for somebody to use. But whereas people are typically expecting that this is going to be like the equivalent of training my own specialized HAL or my own specialized C3PO, right? That's going to be able to really adapt to me. It's not quite that. It's a little bit more... Like, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever watched Trick and Morty? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's a little bit closer to building the robot whose job it is to deliver the butter from there to here, <laughs> right? Where it's going to be able to do that effectively and adapt to that scenario, but it's really designed to just deliver the butter. And you more so want to think about building yourself multiple of these GPTs that are designed to do specialized tasks. Now, it's a little bit more adaptable than that, but that's the thinking that we want to get down into is you're building pieces of a bigger puzzle rather than building something that's able to solve the whole puzzle in one go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just at least conceptually? Yeah. All right, perfect. So And so, go ahead. Yeah, so my question is thinking about training my real estate team. Right. So right. is answer questions about, you know, let's say the Ignite course, you know, it's, I can't remember, right. it's like 16 weeks. Is that right. narrow enough versus, right. you know, tell my team about any of our education sources on, you know, is more broad right. or tell only about the FISBO course is like, is that a good right. middle ground? Like what, how do you decide that? Yeah. So here's how I think through this. So first off, in terms of the context around this, 
what I see people missing is they get too excited about what might be possible. And so they get disappointed when it can't do that big vision. And we will get there. We will get to a point where I think a lot of these things come together to be sort of this super powered thing that thinks even smarter than us on some of this, right? And being able to pull together a lot more, a lot quicker than we can do. But the other side is not knowing when to leverage this, right? So at the you know, the smaller end that maybe you're using older ways of doing this where you can actually make your life easier by deploying as a GBT rather than what you have been doing. So uh, that's what we're going to be diving into is how to right size this so that you're getting the maximum benefit by knowing what it is capable of doing without being let down by expecting too much of it. So in terms of how we do that, really the foundational sort of framework that I like to think about this is is actually really similar to how I think through setting up an SOP in my business, which is... If I'm going to put together a training on a concept, I have a mental framework of saying this process should be able to be clearly explained in 15 minutes or less, right? Yes. If it can't be explained in 15 minutes or less, then it's too complicated of a process and I need to break it up into multiple processes. Yeah. And so with that being said, I can explain how to do a process within 15 minutes that maybe the process itself can't be completed in 15 minutes, but it could be understood effectively in 15 minutes. So a, a good example of that would be, hey, I've got this library of every training imaginable, and my process is on how to find the right training for the right topic at the right time. And I might be able to explain that clearly in 15 minutes, but the library itself is is much more vast than that. It would it may not be able to understand like all of the content in that library, but if I point it to the documentation that says, "Hey, here's this course, here's what it's about, here's kind of the ideal outcome," then yes, like your sort of scenario of saying, "Hey, let me upload all of these trainings from Ignite and be able to tell people, I want to learn this. Where should I go to dive in?" That's going to work well. But it may not be able to actually do the teaching, right? It right. may not be able to say, here's what you need to know about this topic from step A to step B and how to implement it and now build an email template right. off of it, right? Like it may not be able to do that well. And it's going to be having to make a lot of guesses in that process. But, but it may like point if to you a build... video of someone right. already teaching it or something. Exactly. And, and so there's a little bit of a fluidity here because it is adaptable and it will try to do things on your behalf. It's just really where you would question how good of a job is it going to be able to do? So that's the way that I like to think about this is I like to think through it as if I can give it, you know, a series of templates or like a document that sort of has broken down chunks and the process itself could be fairly clearly explained. It's then going to be able to take that, adapt it, remix it and give you some really solid stuff. So like some good examples I can potentially, whereas in a, you know, historically, I would have had to build a prompt that you know, like one prompt for generating images and one prompt for developing ad copy and one prompt for doing that. I could potentially build a, a GPT that could help me do a lot more of those things as long as I do a really good job of structuring what I upload into it so that it's able to pull on demand different concepts and sort of a bigger pre-thought through process. But if I don't do that, if I don't do the work of giving it those different steps, the ways to think about that, and I'm not able to communicate that process clearly or upload all the pieces in a solid framework, then it's not going to be able to do a good job of implementing on that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, 
so it's really, it's all about like, it, because that that's the key. Essentially what these GPTs are, if you've played with chat GPT so far and you've played with the system instructions and you've played with you know, the, the custom instructions and the context, this is the sli- it's like a more advanced version of that. It's you being able to tell it kind of how it should act and giving it a knowledge base to be able to operate out of as well. And so the limitations currently is that you could upload about 20 documents. I forget exactly how big they could be, but if you've got a massive library that you know, it, it's going to be too much to fit in inside those 20 documents. Then you're trying to accomplish, you're probably trying to accomplish too much. But if you could really cool down, like what are the key elements of this? And what's the documentation that's necessary, right? Where it's like, if I want something that's going to help me write follow-up sequences, well, hey, that might be something that I could do, right? Because I could say like, hey, here's a document that shows some examples of the types of follow-up sequences that work or the types of sequencing or, you know, explaining like, we build our follow-up sequences in a Fibonacci sequence for these reasons, right? And so it's going to give you the timing. It's going to give you what style of messaging works the way when you go out further. Maybe you've got documentation that explains this is, you know, cold outreach follow-up sequence versus this one is a long-term nurture follow-up out, you know, sequence and what sort of messaging makes sense depending on those, right? Like that sort of documentation you might be able to do so that when I go into the GPT and I ask, I'd like a long-term follow-up sequence for people that already know me, it's going to have the context in its database to actually be able to pull from that knowledge base and then build based off of that context that you've already given it to prove, right? So that's sort of the idea there is the same way like, If I was going to teach somebody, hey, I want you to be great at writing follow-up sequences, here's what your process looks like. Your process is that you go to our library of follow-up sequences and you ask yourself, what type of follow-up sequence am I wanting to write? You go and you reference our templates and then you start writing based off the templates of what's already been proven. I could teach you that process in 15 minutes. Right. Right. You might still have a bit of review in terms of being able to leverage that, but I could teach you that process of going to the library, pulling out the relevant examples and then writing based on the inspiration of those examples. That's sort of the idea here as well, is if the concept that you're looking to achieve could be trained effectively in 15 minutes, then you're probably going to be able to get a good result from a GPT as well. Does that make sense for for sort of how to think through the level of a task that you might be able to get it to do? Yeah. Can you describe it in 15 minutes? It's kind of a... Good overall. Exactly. And, and that's a good rule of thumb, right? Where typically if you're able to do it in that time frame, that's probably the right size. So as a, for instance, I'm probably not going to be able to put together a good GBT that is going to be able to do great work writing the ad, creating the follow-up sequence, creating the landing page, creating the phone scripts. Because now I'm starting to get into a con- into a level of, of training I'm probably not going to be able to adequately explain it well in 15 minutes, right? right? So I probably need a separate GBT for generating the ads. And I need a separate GBT for generating a good landing page and a separate GBT for putting together that follow-up sequence, right? right? But overall, I can know, okay, here's the steps in this process that I need to achieve. Let me put together separate GPTs for each of these major components and be able to make that easy. And so that's one of the key things for sure. The other thing that a GPT is going to be really good for is if you've already been using a mega prompt framework, GPTs are going to be really great 
for basically taking that Megaprompt framework and sort of putting it behind the scenes so that somebody just shows up and interacts with the GPT as sort of a pre-trained model to follow, right? right. So I don't have to train somebody on doing a Megaprompt, right. right? I don't have to train my agents on creating their own Megaprompts. I can say, hey, here's this GPT that's going to help you do this thing. Come to it with this sort of information, these sorts of questions, and it's going to help you be able to deliver on that effectively because it's already going to have the persona, the task, the goal, the steps. And what you're coming to it with is just the, here's the inputs that you need. You need, you know, what's the topic that you want to talk about and what's the context, right? Like that, that's, and you tell people that you say, come to it with this and it's going to be able to give you good results based on what it's already trained on. And so it's like the equivalent of being able to give somebody the end result without them having to copy and paste, understand, make modifications. It's able to adapt more on the fly for you on behalf in a way that you could share without sharing the prompt itself. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So you could Perfect. possibly Perfect. What? Like, have a, a one of your realtors upload like a, a Zillow link and it could right. create a different description of the house. You know, like this is pre-listing right. just to have something right. nice, create a different description, go through each of the images and create a description for right. each image. So you could have like a listing marketing GPTs. Like it's not going to do everything, but it right. might could like create a flyer, create the open house flyer, maybe create an ad for Facebook, like just all of this in this right. one little vertical, but it's not going exactly. to help you auction a property. Right. Exactly. And, and it, it may not help you get the property, right? Like it may not also be able to put together the listing presentation and also do these things that are sort of a different frame of mind and right. a different set of templates that you would need. And so like, that's actually a really good example. Some of those things where you're looking to get it to interact with the internet, you'll have to actually test that out and see if it works like you're expecting or not. Because I find that's a little bit hit or miss where it can interact with the internet, but the way that it tends to do it seems to be less visiting a specific link or some links work and some links don't. It sort of depends on how that website's structured. I mean, you as a developer are more familiar with that sort of concept. I don't know exactly how it's always trying to load. I know half the time it seems like the way that it wants to do it is it wants to do a Bing search first around the concept and then try and access things from the search rather than directly going and visiting links, gotcha. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and again, all of this is changing over time. Right. So in terms of the specifics, this is one of those areas where you don't want to assume that the idea is, idea is going to work. You want to get in and you want to say, I think I might be able to do it this way. Let me put together a test and see if it does what I would expect it to. And just like with other things right now, the key is to try and test and figure out how can I prove that it's wrong if it was wrong? Right. Like go to this page. And first, I want you to tell me the most recent details about beds, baths, this sort of thing. And you want it to be very clear, very exact, because if it can't do that, then it's probably not seeing the same page that you are. Or it's not accessing it in the same way that you are. And so you won't be able to rely on it to, to do the listing description as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you want to start with some of those tests first to make sure that it's performing as expected. But yeah, those sorts of ideas are fantastic. In terms of what can be done, GBTs can be built 
having a knowledge base of stuff that you pre-upload. That could be text documents, PDFs, even images. You could pre-upload images and it could reference those images and then seek to understand them because it can understand images at this point. So you could do that. It can, you can leverage Dolly in it. So it can actually create visuals for you. Now it's going to have the same limitations as Dolly already does. So if you're not familiar with how you like make images with Dolly, what can do well, what it can't do well, it's going to have those same sort of limitations, but you can have it be designed to create images for you through what already works well. It's also going to have, I forget what they call it now. It's the code interpreter though, which is basically it, it, it can execute Python code and interact with data through that code. So if it could be deployed through Python, a lot of those things can actually be done within there as well. That could be really useful for things like data analysis, where maybe somebody uploads a, a CSV that has some data and it could take that data and then process it. It could extract some meaningful data, correlations, run numbers to say what average price points were, average days on market. It could do things like that. So you'd want to experiment and see what's possible, but it can do some of those things as well. So not only do you have the large language model where it's able to understand the language, you can actually have it process data and give you interpreted results based on that. And you can have it generate images and you can have it access the internet. So like you could, one of the tools that I've seen somebody do, for instance, is build a GPT that's designed to help you create great real estate videos. And one of the things that it's trained to do is actually be able to go out and look for updated market stats to give you a script to create relevant to your area current market data about what's going on in your area and put together a script and a template for you to go through and talk about what's going on in your market based on data that it's actually able to research on your behalf. That's pretty cool. Right. So like, yeah. So there are things like that, that you could build out. And you know, if you've got a flow, you know, you could start to think through what is that flow? Let me document that into a GPT. And then I could actually guide somebody through that process, you know, pretty readily where they just show up with their unique aspect, their unique spin, their human approach, their opinion, where that's relevant matters. But again, narrow that task down to that 15 minute explanation. And that's about what a GPT could be expected to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And so where we go from there is that right now, that's what GPTs are. And so it's a sort of give people a little bit of maybe what's on the horizon, what we could start to expect. Who knows the time frame? Some of this stuff, like I would imagine we're seeing some of this at least by next year and maybe sooner, right? Because this stuff goes really quick. But part of what, what I would expect to see is that as these GPTs are getting trained, we'll probably start to see what they're calling GPT swarms, where you have a centralized thing that knows that these different sub- processes exist, these different GBTs, and then it intelligently leverages those GBTs in order to create, you know, in order to go after a bigger task where maybe you are looking to put together a full marketing strategy to get the listing, market the listing, et cetera. We have a, a specific tool that's designed to go out, leverage those smaller tools to do the, the sub processes and then go out and do bigger things. Right. But we're not there yet. That kind of stuff isn't readily or easy to do, but GPTs are still really powerful right now, as long as you're right-sizing your expectations for what they could be doing. And again, that's back to that. Can I train somebody on how to do this process in 15 minutes where they at least know where to go and get the information and understand how to use that information in the 15-minute explanation? And if not, then you're probably needing to break that up into multiple processes. Yeah. You know, I imagine wanting to empower my realtors to use chat GPT. I mean, right now... Right. It's a multi-step process. All right. Like right. here's your master prompt. 
And right. here's the files you need to upload. Here's its right. resources. And now you do all that. What I imagine with this is now you can create that same thing. Like this is just a super prompt. It's a vertical, but you can have multiple, right. you know, Hey, when you're at this part of the listing or when you're at this part of the buyer process, like they can have them and all they got to do is talk in their normal language. And I think right. one of the things too, is when you create your own GPTs, don't you get to see a log of all the questions and responses that people have used? Don't you see a history? Yeah, I, f I forget exactly what all is accessible from when other people are using it or not. What, what you might be thinking of is there's a very similar thing where it's the same technology, but you could build them to be leveraged via the API. And if people are interacting with that, definitely you could see the log of what's happening. I'm not sure if it's available for the GPTs or not. I don't know gotcha. if you get access to all those questions for the GPTs themselves. Conceptually, yes, that idea is available, but I think you have to do that through the API gotcha. rather than through just the standard GPT builder. Gotcha. Anyway, but yeah, so leveraging that though, you would be able to start to refine it, get context and that sort of thing. And I could be wrong. I need to double check to be sure. But I think that's just through the API that you can get that level of seeing what's happening. Well, it'll be nice if they, once they allow everyone to see that, that would be pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it'd be really useful to be, to be able to refine it, make sure of like, what should I make sure that there are answers for and refine that further? Yeah, absolutely. Right. But yeah, so in terms of like next steps for what people should do to leverage this, I mean, this kind of information, I, I recommend going out thinking through what is something right now that is a 15 minute explanation process that I can make easier for somebody on my team, make easier for the agents that are part of my team, make easier for myself, right? What's something that you go to that maybe it'd be useful to have somebody that's sort of pre-trained on your templates, your processes, so you don't have to go and look them up to find them, but it's just available and aware and knows how to do that. What are those sorts of tasks that you could start replacing with something like a GPT? And know that you're building the skill set and building the processes into your business that over time, it should just start to get easier the more that you've built these out. You've built out this custom library for yourself. Now, if that's something that you want to make easier and you want to do this alongside people that are in the trenches doing this as well, that's exactly why we put together our mastermind for teams that are looking to implement these AI tactics in their business. We're already at work building out these GPTs for things that we see commonly being necessary, whether that be the listing description, the listing marketing, whether that be the Facebook ad generation or the listing presentation adaptation, the scripts around markets and those sorts of things. We are in the trenches building these things out ready already so that you don't have to build them and you get to just leverage them already already that you get to just have the GPTs available as we're building them out. And further, we're listening, we're hearing, what do you need? What do you think? What do you see as an ideal opportunity for something that I feel like I've got a process that it only takes 15 minutes to train on, but man, if we could have that be easy for people, it would make that process so much easier where they could just have it ready to go. We're building these things together in the trenches each week, getting down into work making sure that we're implementing this stuff together. If that sounds like something that you want to do, where you want to be on the forefront of what's going on, what's working right now in AI and getting to have me in your corner, helping you make those things happen, as well as other you know, top successful real estate teams that are building this stuff out. That's what we're doing in our AI mastermind. If you want more information about that, you can find out about that by going to realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact. Let us know that you're interested. We'll get you more details and, uh, and see if it happens to be a good fit for you as well. But yeah, that's the key next steps. Any final thoughts on GBTs? Anything that's clearer now than it was before when, you know, in 
how you've played with them in the past? Yeah, I like the thought of just the 15 minutes. Like, I mean, you know, imagine if you could take your SOPs and, you know, for all of your agents, like, instead of them coming to you or, you know, office admin, like, how can you make it simpler where they've got one place to go for each thing? And like you said, you know, right now they're individual, but, you know, we're not far from a place where, you know, it's almost like a phone directory, like, you know, where, you know, you, you. You just choose which one you want. And what's cool is this isn't just like a Wikipedia that's regurgitating stuff. Like this responds creatively. Like this thinks in a way, you know, like it's unique in that way, which is, you know, one of the things I always wanted in real estate is I don't want each of my team members to just have exactly the cookie cutter thing. I want it to be the same thing, but I want it to be unique. And now, you know, you can do that, which is really cool. And it's just amazing how quick each of these happens. And like, I just imagine, you know, all the folks in your mastermind, right? You know, like they're going to have different things that they're working on. You know, at the end of this mastermind, everybody comes together. There might be like 30 to, you know, each person had three things. Now you got 30 of them. Like, that's really cool. It would take how many years to do that one-on-one. Right. Exactly. And and that's the key is that like all of this stuff is stuff where we're looking at not just, hey, this is cool and fun to play with, but really looking at it from the perspective of what is the day by day work that you were doing in real estate? How can we make that process easier? Right. Most people seem to be leaning on fun, quirky tricks that are interesting and sure, they're fun to play with, but they're not solving real problems. They're not looking at what are you doing day by day? How do we make replace parts of that process with AI to either make it go further make it more leveraged or make it take less of your mental creativity each day to make that work happen. And we're putting that stuff into practice in that team environment, either on behalf of the agents in your team, on behalf of your staff, making sure that processes that you're putting into place can be done more at scale or done at a higher level more consistently. Where, wherever it makes sense to apply that stuff, AI is definitely right now, it's able to take things that previously took a lot of human creativity and you still need a human at the helm kind of controlling this thing and making sure that both the input and the output is thought through. But that middle work, that sort of just taking the process and running with it, AI is really good at doing that and then getting a little bit of final polish and, you know, actually being able to go out into the world for you. But yeah, so that's what we're doing. If that's interesting to you, again, realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact, reach out to us, let us know you're interested and we'd love to uh, connect you with information on how to get started. But in the meantime, definitely get out there. Start playing with GPTs. I mean, shoot, hopefully this episode is relevant for more than five minutes and uh, people will get value from it, get to learn from it. But man, I'll tell you what, that's the key. This AI stuff is moving so quick. You know, we, you know, it, the principles keep being relevant, but the specifics and the implementation are often changing just slightly as you go. And it's not a matter of the right tool. It's not a matter of the right, like, you know, what's coming out after chat GBT. It's, it, it, So far, that's not what it's been about. It's more so been about wrapping your head around what are the opportunities, what are the key things to actually tackle, what's working right now, and being able to sort of have that group of people to rely on that are in the trenches actually figuring this stuff out and figuring out what works really right now versus what's on the horizon, because none of that's been especially clear, right? There's lots of things that we don't know what's possible because we haven't tried it, but then we try it and we see what's possible. And there's lots of opportunity, 
But some things become a lot easier. Some things still really require the expertise and it's getting into the trenches and figuring out what's working. That seems to be making the difference for those who are actually getting the big, biggest leverage out of AI. So, so yeah, there you go. Well, with that, I am a Zach Hammer. This has been the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. With me, I have Charlie Madison. If you are looking for awesome strategies, tactics, and tools to help you build a waiting list of realtors or really get in front of your sphere in a way that's super powerful, you should definitely check out what he's up to at realtorwaitinglist.com or referralswhileyousleep.com. If you want to go and connect with him and make sure that it's clear that you came through the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show, you can go to realestategrowthhackers.com slash referrals while you sleep. Yep. I believe is what we have set up currently. So if you go there, then that'll be a special friends of Zach link. And it, you know, he'll make sure to, to say, Hey, I'll take care of you. Glad. Yeah, exactly. Mention the real hammer. <laughs> Indeed. So there you go. Uh, yep. That's, that's GBT's a uh, good overview for you. And uh, yeah, if you guys like this content, be sure, let us know if this was helpful to you. Let us know. Honestly, I've, I thrive on that feedback of knowing if this is helpful, if this is useful, reply, drop comments, send emails, let us know that this stuff's helpful for you. Cause honestly, if we go long enough without hearing people tell us, Hey, this was useful to me, we'll probably just stop creating that kind of content. So if you found value in it, reach out, <laughs> right? I need to know that it's actually helping people to know that it's worth to continue doing but uh, yeah there you go thanks so much we'll catch you on the next one bye thanks for tuning in to the real estate growth hacker show remember done is better than perfect to turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com if you like this episode consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode you can leave a rating or review on itunes with your biggest takeaway helping this show to reach and help more people just like you thanks again and we'll see you on the next episode